0: Brunch time in the house It's brunch, it's Monday morning, you know what that
1: means brunch.
2: Good, Monday morning yeah. Enjoy your brunch Because you were late for breakfast Welcome to Z3102.96000 It's time for Mikey and the Boys Mikey and the Boys <laughs> I like it, it's like we're a the boys. Show. Mikey and the Boys hey, AJ and I in. are the boys <laughs>
1: AJ and I are the boys, and here's Mike.
0: Yeah, hey, here's welcome, Mike. welcome. It's actually interesting that you took that route on the intro here, because uh, this is going to be about music, yeah. like a radio show. We, you know, if you know us well, you know we love movies, obviously, but a lot of our conversation does revolve around music a lot of times. We talk about yeah. the music of, of movies, and many times in our Patreon episodes, if you're not a part of the Patreon episode or the the Patreon, you should check it out, patreon.com slash breakfast. First of all, that is the only reason why we are doing this extra yes. episode a month. So to every – or sorry, a week, we're doing – Four new episodes per month just because of the Patreon people. So first of all, thank you to anyone out there who is a member of the Patreon. If you're interested in that, we have still, if this is not enough for you and you want more, we have another weekly episode that is hidden behind that Patreon wall that you guys can listen to. And a lot of times in the past, we have talked about what current music we're listening to. And I think people understand that we've all played in bands. We all play in bands uh music's important to us so we had an idea to maybe like once a month we pick a classic album yeah and we just say hey let's talk about that classic album that everyone knows that everyone had we even threw it into the the discord i believe and said mm-hmm. hey hey what do you think what what albums and they had some amazing suggestions but this was sort of this one was sort of the the big one i think especially cuz it's summer we're in summer of 70s this album self-titled <laughs> by sublime I think is one of the greatest summertime albums of all time. Sure. Mm. what? Let, let's go round table. Let's talk about the... Well, first of all, this was released um, July 30th, 1996. 96. Is when this album came out. Um, where, where were you guys the first time you heard this album?
1: You know, I don't think I've ever sat down and listened to this album in its entirety until now. Oh no shit. Uh, you know, I've just heard the singles from it, like Santeria, you know, I, I, I remember hearing Santeria and I was just kind of getting into skateboarding and it was like, well, this goes with it. Well, like skateboarding. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it's kind of perfect. Um, yeah, I, it's, there's that song is just as, as we will get into it. It, there's nothing like that song, man. The melodies of that song, and the way it came together is fucking incredible. Uh so I was probably skateboarding when I first heard it. What what year do you think? <clears throat> ninety. So maybe late
0: nineties, ninety nine, two like thousand-ish. That. Okay. No, that's that's kind of I think that fits with a lot of people. That for me, this was this was crazy because I had never really heard Sublime until I got to college. So like 2000 was the first year I went to college and then Pretty much like clockwork, every single summer, we would go to someone's house, set up the bags like cornhole, set up washers, set up uh, Mm -hmm. Polish horseshoes, whatever, get a case of beer, stand outside for five hours and play music and listen to music Mm -hmm. while we did that. This album was always one that you could count on because you either had to have a mixed CD of stuff or you had to have an album that you could play start yes. to finish. Yeah. Good point. Because you're not running over, you're not controlling with your phone like yep. we are nowadays. You're <laughs> you're yep. physically putting a CD in that is inside of your apartment with speakers pointing outside. It's going
1: front to back. <laughs>
0: yeah. No matter it what. It has to go front to back. And this this album, my God. I mean, was just a staple for, well, what do you want to listen to? Well, put in Sublime. Because yeah. everyone knew the words. Everyone, they had a bit for everybody. There's punk, there's ska, there's rock, It's there's so pop. dynamic. It's dynamic. Yeah. Everyone could at least get into some of this. So so that was probably the first time I heard this for me. It was probably like early
2: 2000s, I think. Mm. I uh, I listened to this. It had to have been... Early two thousands, my brothers would listen to Sublime constantly. Like my brother the earlier albums, too? Yeah, yeah, like everything Sublime. Brad Noel was just like a. My, it's like my brother, my brother Dave would play guitar, and he would play guitar like Brad Noel. That's mm-hmm. what he did. He want like he he was very much involved in that, and he would play it. He would uh, he would sing it. He would do. I just remember him very specifically, like listening to it in his room. Finally, I got my hands on an album, but I think it was the f- the first Sublime album I owned was this one, but it turned out to be the uh, censored one. Uh, oh so no! From super bummer. They always tricked you. Sometimes. They always got you, and so it ended up being that one. But uh, I started when I started, and then I would listen to I listened to Sublime all through middle school, like all through middle school. I was listening to Sublime. All their albums. It was crazy, but this one for sure was like the first like real entry into it. And I remember constantly like looking at the the artwork, like the back of it. That's one thing I really remember too is like the 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 art that was in on Sublime albums was very distinctive. Um, So and it kind of inspired me on some of that aspects as well.
1: Did Did you guys ever what like when you? Like, say you're in middle school, I had, like, my Walkman CD player. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had that, and I had, like, a bunch of my CDs. Anti-skip, bass boost. Yep. Oh, you got to have it. Got to have it. And it always worked. (laughs) Um (laughs) <laughs> but to, well, oh, always, skipping but I would take a CD to like uh, say like rob zombie like yeah. there, the artwork on it was so cool and like, i I just took the inside sleeve and took it with me into school and I'd look at look at it in class did you guys ever do that with CDs that you love that was the that's what
0: that's why vinyl is so important still nowadays and could see in CDs is because there was a there was an art and a joy to buying it and holding it in your hands and and seeing what what was in there yeah, yeah. some bands were dumb and they're just like oh here's our band here's the track titles but some bands took that as a as an art form Mm -hmm. and said no we're gonna put in lyrics and we're gonna put in photos and we're gonna tell you behind the scenes stuff that was the best part about buying an album yeah was reading through all that shit Mm -hmm.
2: yeah it it was i i did it with everything you do it with uh with movie movie cases you do it Mm -hmm. with like books you do it with uh, CD cases, uh, everything, and you just like you just stare at the art for God knows how long. And having something tangible, like there was, it was way more satisfying buying that CD than it was purchasing it even back on iTunes. Yeah, it was way more satisfying to to, to own that and to buy it. it. Just
1: was, yeah. Just like Mike said, you you have it. Yeah, it's in your hands.
2: You're right. It's tangible. It's a tangible thing that you get and you have, and you had to take. Cat money that was in your
0: hand that was actual cash, not a credit card or anything, and you had to take it and you had to make a trip somewhere, hand it to someone, and then they handed you a product back. Yeah, like it's it doesn't really, dude. That's why people get money problems nowadays is because it's just a credit
1: card. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah just exactly. like you don't Slide know
0: it. how much money you're spending. You're just like yeah, whatever, just put it in there. Yep. But this album, like I did a little research on this, so this album, I would argue brought Sublime into the mainstream, because yeah. you did have like 40 Ounces to Freedom, I think, I think date R word, you know, just, <laughs> yeah. just so that we don't get censored. That song was probably the first one that like made it into popularity. Mm-hmm. But this album was really what took them new heights. And the the bummer about this, like I didn't realize the timeline on this, but Obviously, Bradley Noel, I, I say Noel, Bradley Noel, but we'll say, we'll say Noel. I say Noel. No. We'll say Noel. No. Bradley, Bradley, let's just call him Bradley. <laughs> Brad. He he obviously was struggling with heroin addiction his entire life heavily, uh, yeah. heavily, right? So Sublime, they recorded this album over three months in Austin, Texas, where there was just heavy drug use, yeah. raucous partying. He died of a heroin overdose May of 96. This album came out in July of 96. Mm -hmm. He died before this even came out, and he did not get to see what this became. No. Mm -hmm. And now half of it, it is a fabulous album. Sometimes I think that when someone does die before it comes out, it does give it a weird little boost into the ethos. But it's just so sad when, when someone doesn't get to see what their work was Mm -hmm. and it's and it's even tough i would argue it's even tougher for the band Mm -hmm. because the band now finally got this success and now they can't even fucking they can't go they're they're fucking
1: sublime it's santeria you know like that it's it's cemented in pop culture yeah and not a lot of things get that and then like to for posthumously not to see that you know it's It's very, very heartbreaking, but it is also like a a staple of the legend of this album.
0: Well, and think about what you do is if you get a successful song hits the radio or something like, what is the next thing you do? You tour relentlessly. Yeah. And they didn't get to do that. And it's still mind blowing that even without being able to do that, it sold 5 million copies by the end of the 90s. So in four years, it sold 5 million copies. What
2: is that?
1: Is that platinum or like
2: gold whatever? Five times, five platinum. times platinum. Five times platinum or something okay. like that. Or five times gold. Yeah, like
0: I mean, it's, it's, it's just kind of amazing. And obviously now they have found a way to continue with Sublime with Rome. Uh, Mm -hmm. and, and they're fantastic. They were just in town. Actually, I didn't get to see them, but I've heard nothing but good things about them still touring and playing these songs that you love and that, you know, I mean, this, this album's, I mean, I, did you know that there's a bunch of cover songs on this album? I didn't, I did not know that. I didn't know this. Listen to this. So Pawn Shop is a cover of "War Around a John Shop by the Wailing Souls with modified lyrics. Huh? Uh, what I got is based on Half Pints' uh, song called "Loving" and features a similar melody to the Beatles' "Lady Madonna." Hmm. Didn't know hmm. that. Uh, Sublime also covers the Whalers' 1965 song "Jailhouse." I think I did I know that. that. Yeah, and and obviously they're making adjustments to it. The Ballad of Johnny Butt is largely a cover of secret of a secret hate song uh, from their Vegetables Dancing and Live and More album. Uh, Doing time is a loose cover of the jazz standard "Summertime," obviously, mm-hmm. you know that by George Gershwin. Uh, and "Get Ready" is largely based on Frankie Paul's 1987 single of the same name. So they're not, they're not like exact covers, but they were largely credited as like yeah we took that song and we did
1: this mm-hmm. to it
2: influenced yeah, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of crazy
1: to see the tracklist of this thing too because a lot of albums nowadays are just 10 tracks yeah, yeah. for some reason it's a, it's like the standard two-hour Netflix movie you know yeah but then, I mean this is long it this, is this is a long tracklist and uh, I it's it's incredibly it's so dynamic that it does not feel long at all. Like it, I, would, I was listening to it over and over and a song would come up. I'm like, that's got to be a different album, right? Like it switched to a different album. Nope. No, yeah. it's the same one.
2: It, it is. It, it's uh, I, I When I looked it up when we said we were going to do this album, I had the exact same thought. I was like, I think they're giving me this. Must be like the uh, this, anniversary yeah, yeah. edition. Best I was of. like, no, it's got seventeen tracks on it. Holy Wait, crap. what I
0: got's on there twice? What the hell's What's going, yeah.
2: going on here? <laughs> <laughs>
0: let's go. Uh, let's go track by track, real quick, and we'll we'll talk about. it. I mean, bring up. I want to know. I want to know what your least favorite songs are. I want to know what your best songs are. Anything you know? But starting off with Garden Grove, I think, I think this might be one of the most genius like intro song placements of anything of its era, because if, if you're talking about, you know, you're putting on an album and you want to listen to it. the First track has to be important. It has mm-hmm. to be good. I think this song is so amazing. And it really like this whole album t- tells the genius of Bradley Noel in the fact that a lot of this is rep- repetitive. Mm-hmm. This, I, I don't think the chords change in this entire five minute long song. The beat doesn't change; nothing changes, but his his inflections and vocal stylings change. They're like the lead instrument in this entire album. Yeah, his melodies of everything. And and if you've ever tried to write a melody, a vocal melody, it's like it's probably the hardest thing to ever do in the world. Mm -hmm. And this guy, song after song after song, that is the that is the focus point of of every song mm-hmm. is his melodies and how he takes it and his words and garden grove. I think garden grove is an incredible song.
1: Yeah. I like it a lot. I think it's a great, uh, uh, start off to this album. I, I, I got to give it up to, uh, the producers real quick. The Paul Leary and David Kahn or David Kane, mm. this thing sounds so, th- this is <laughs> one of the crazy. best drum sounds I've ever heard. Like, uh, uh next to like uh limp biscuit and chocolate starfish. Yes. It's so punchy. And it's so, like, it, as, next to Bradley, his his, yeah. uh, his um, the vocals, I think the drums are a, a incredible a incredible bare bones backbone yep. to this whole thing, adding on to Bradley's kind of uh, narration pretty much throughout yep. this whole thing. It's incredible. And if
0: you have ever played drums before, uh, this guy, I fr- let's give him some credit here. Bud Gaw. Remember, Bud, Bud Gaw. Mm-hmm. It makes it sound so easy. It sounds like, oh, he's just playing a beat. He's just playing a simple beat. But that that shuffle on the hi hat mm-hmm. t- 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 is one of the hardest things you will ever try to figure out how to play. To groove it, but also get that many notes. You're, you're like your arms moving faster than it should just to simply play these notes on a hi hat. Man, he fucking
2: grooves. Mm-hmm. You you watch him play, and it's it's un it's not a normal characteristic of no. a drummer because he. He pulls his, his arm out of the way. To, he doesn't do yeah. this. He, he's like doing it upside down. <laughs> and so he, he's, he moves out of the way to get to things. So it's really interesting when you watch him play.
0: Well, and, and you're talking about the drummer, too. Yeah. It, it, whatever you focus on seems to be like the. That's how you know it's mixed so well. It's like yeah. you, you hear it as an entity, but then if you go, oh, drums, you focus in on it, you're like, oh, shit. Bass. The bass fucking pumps, yeah, uh, like he is an incredible bass player.
2: Eric yeah. Eric Wilson was my biggest inspiration when I started learning how to play music because my brother gave me a small short style bass. Uh, as the first instrument yep. I ever got in my my hands, and it was this like un unbadged, unnamed bass with like plastic <laughs> um, uh, gears, you know, like heads on it, like I, it was. It was wild. It was just like, yep. but I remember trying to play, and I would just try to play Sublime songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Garden Grove is one of them.
0: Uh, so then you move into track two, and and this this may be hotly debated as we move forward here, but you've got what I got. Uh, the the I'll, I'll lump I'll lump Santori into this conversation here because these are two of the most covered songs mm-hmm. in the history of the world. If you have a cover band, you play. Either what I got or Santeria or both, you just do right, and that is a problem for me. Where the more I hear a song covered, the more I don't like the song, sure, especially if you're if maybe you're the one playing the song, it's like you just like, but I'll tell you what, re listening to what I got, I haven't purposely put on what I got in maybe a decade, yeah, and I was like. I love the song yeah like it it, did, it didn't ruin me at all and and by the way of of this one in the reprise which one do you remember the most i think i remember the original i think the reprise is the one that ended up playing on the radio a lot. Really? is that right because that yeah i like i'm almost positive that was the one that ended up like being the one that was focused on the most hmm. But they're both they're the same song, but they're different and they're
2: interchangeable, and it's so weird. Yeah. That there was two versions of Because I couldn't remember why they called it the reprise. Yeah. Um somebody said somebody said that it was like it w- w- because is that the one if that's the one that does the at the very end, it's like, no, but see, no, we're done, man. You know, that kind yeah, of thing. It's like, <laughs> din,
1: din, 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 din. Right. But this one's like dun 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 dun. See,
2: there you go. dun <laughs> <laughs> No, we're done, man.
0: <laughs> Let me see if it says uh Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I wonder if it just kinda had um if it just kinda had them all in there. But yeah, uh but then you get into um Wrong Way, which I'm going to argue I'm gonna pick two songs at one point here, but I think this is one of the two best songs on the album. Yeah. Wrong way is a great
2: song. It's yeah. a wrong way. It's and, it, it's,
0: and it was a single, so you know it that well, but like I just think this song is beautifully Written and done. The video was very memorable. If you remember this one, yeah, it, I, this is probably one of my favorite and most sing-alongable songs on this album.
1: Yeah, I got I got to come clean actually and and say that I am not like a Sublime fan. All right, first guys, I got to be transparent. We try to be transparent on this show, you know. Uh, yeah. The one thing you may not know about me is uh <laughs> I'm loaded. <laughs> It's hard being so wealthy, you know. I got money in the Swedish bank account. I have gold bars in the Caymans. Cool, I have at least wow. a solid milli buried in the snow-covered lands of Fargo, North Dakota, just off the side of the highway. Heck yeah. All of that can be hard to manage. I'm just one person. I can't be two places at once, you know. Plus, as a podcaster, mogul specifying in movies, I have a lot of subscriptions to various streaming services to manage, and that may be the most daunting thing to manage of all. That's why I trust Rocket Money. manage it for me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills, all in one place. Most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, when in reality, the number is closer to 200. I would buy that. Yeah, when that you're when you're signed up for so many things like streaming services you used to you're used to watch one show or free trials for delivery you don't use. It's so easy to lose track of what you're paying for. I don't need sycophant cinema anymore. <laughs> I really don't. I definitely don't need trill stream anymore. <laughs> and also it's not 2020 anymore. I have a fiance. I certainly don't need feetpicks.org anymore. <laughs> Stop wasting your money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted. Subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to RocketMoney.com/confused. That is RocketMoney.com/confused. One more time, RocketMoney.com/confused. You can also look at like your kind of 401k on there.
2: So you can do like other finance stuff other than like so many subscriptions. more. So
1: many more. Like uh, you can see your net worth
2: ah. and kind
1: of manage it that way. It, it tracks your spending. It's uh, really cool, and I actually really need it nice (laughs) i'm stoked
0: to have it we're we're all i'll tell you what anybody that sponsors this podcast we are not we're not the type that's gonna lie to you and be like you should try that like we love all of our sponsors and this one sean I'm 100 percent sold on what you just said right now. Like I, right. I have to do this because my God, yeah, it's ridiculous. We I told you I wouldn't try and save money on uh, as much stuff as we can, and this is one easy way to save money. I
1: highly recommend it because like even trying to cancel a subscription, <sighs> it's you got to go through so many hoops, and like they give you a number. It's, like I don't want to call no. anybody yeah. and talk to anybody. They just you say cancel and it does it for you in like Holy two seconds. Shit. That's yeah. insane. I'm not like a sublime fan. (laughs) I never like chose to listen to them. They were on the radio. And then every time, you know what I got or Santeria came on the radio, I'm like, Oh yeah, it's a good song, but I never liked the culture around it either. Like the, the, you know, the kind of crust punky, pot smoking, you know, weed leaf back tattoo (laughs) guys, (laughs) you know, I'd never liked that culture at all. And I don't know, it, it, but this supersedes it, and it's 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 not representative of this album. This was at all. like almost the cause of it. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> it was like an imposter culture for me because like it, since I listened to Sublime, I could kind of like pass through, but I was never invested in that culture yeah. I- idea. You know, of like oh yeah, we're gonna like sit around and play guitar for like 19 hours and smoke a shit ton of weed, <laughs> and we're probably gonna have to get more halfway through. It's just like yeah, I don't really. Now,
0: <laughs> well, that's that's how you know something transcends. Though, is like you got this album, and you've got crusty skaters listening to it, but then you've got Krusty me, and, me and my like frat boy friends with double popped collars, <laughs> yeah, yeah. going, yeah, we're playing cornhole. We love Sublime. You know, Sublime
2: like, so, dude, Brad's my homie. Oh, Blue Dog, I like Dalmatian. Yeah, dude, dude, dude uh, Blue dog. Dude, I got. I, we should get a
0: Dalmatian. We should get a house dog. We <laughs> should get yeah, a house dog, no. Don. That's how you know. That's how you know an album has created its own like cult status of of like if everybody knows it, if everyone's coming together for this, like that's when you know an album. Listen good. to this yeah. album,
1: and I'm just imagining it being performed live, which I know sadly they never really got to do with these songs, um, after the album came out anyway, but. Uh, like i i saw a uh kind of making of santeria i think rolling stone did yep. it with one of the members and the producers and uh first of all like the guy he's got off the plane he's like ah oh, man I, I haven't this would be the first i haven't smoked weed in like three months or something like that i'm like well there we go <laughs> <laughs> yep, but i just go. imagine how much fucking fun these shows would have been my god, Wild. especially, especially with,
0: now that they got like this notoriety and they yeah, can fill bigger stadiums. Because there's and stuff. punk
1: songs on here, there's just like chill kind of hangout songs, there's like reggae songs mm-hmm. where you just kind of move your body back and forth. And but then you know, there's uh super catchy pop songs yeah. on here, which is just fun to dance to. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. It's crazy.
2: What do you got? What's he doing? Oh, nothing. I'm just like, just I'm, I'm revisiting little bits here and there. Just okay. My quick little like. Reminders. No, that's
0: fine. Do you <laughs> want me to keep going?
2: Yeah, yeah. So
0: then, this is where you know there are moments, and I have this even on burned CDs that I used to have, where you know you listen to something so many times that you know what the next song is. You know, like if you have a burnt CD and and it yes. ends on this song, yes. and yeah, even yeah. if it's another band, you know what that next song is. This album is one of those where you know a song when Wrong Way ends. Yeah, you hear. Down to Mississippi with yeah. the zombie. Like, in like the you same. know, in, to the point where we would all say it before the song even started. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same, same in the end is is a great track. And that is an evidence of like the first four, five, six songs you're always listening to them. So you know, it's ingrained in your head what that next song is. And what a way to start a song. Like, one, two, three, four, down to Mississippi with the beat. I fucking love this track.
1: Yeah. It's, it's super fun. Like I said, I mean, like, this is like the punky kind of shit coming in a little bit you know
2: it's it's the it's like you say it's way more like pumping like it's just like uh this is this is getting out of class and you go to your car in <laughs> yes, high school. Or the whatever. first song you play. Then you're just like, it's like, we got to get down to wherever we're going. <laughs> the- oh, yeah, I got a song for that and I got to shuffle through my shit and then like put it on that track and be like,
1: okay, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> this is the scene in the in the high school movie where the, the keg's been delivered to the house, but mom's got to come back to grab something because she forgot it. So you have to get home and hide the kegs before she gets there. Before yes, she gets there. It is That's the right.
0: Scene. <laughs> Oh, uh,
1: another great track. April twenty
0: ninth, nineteen ninety two. I never do this till I did some research. So, so it's called April twenty ninth, nineteen ninety two. But in the song, he says April twenty sixth, nineteen ninety two. And they say they've gone on records to say that it was a mistake that Bradley messed up because the actual date of when this really happened in history was tw- April twenty ninth. Hmm. But the take was so good. That they're like, leave uh, it, leave it. Like yeah. it was such a good vocal take that they said, yeah, we're just going to leave it at That's April 26th. Cool. And there's some crazy theories surrounding this that um, many people say, it's never been confirmed, but all these acts of crime, like they're talking about arson, robbery, mm-hmm. vandalism, that were said to have actually been done by the band during this time that they actually did participate in those riots really? and actually did steal a bunch of shit hmm. and uh the the yeah they they they're just saying that you know they most likely did those things huh really? as part of those riots that did happen that, which which all came from i believe that's from the Rodney King stuff right yeah. i think is where all those riots it came from like it sounds
1: like i know it says miami on here but i don't it would well, it happen and i believe it happened
0: everywhere but it started
1: in la right
0: so it's just the titles, just all messed up. You're like, we're talking about L. A. on the 29th, but you're saying the 26th, even though the title says Miami. It's like, what are we doing
2: here? Yeah. <laughs> Drugs. Yep, it, lots it, of them. It, this is this is another baseline that I would I would learn. That's Corey's uh, soundcheck
0: song. There you go. It's the, I mean, like you have to. You have awesome. to know this. Hell yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> is is this one it's
0: like? Do do yes. We got shots fired on <laughs> it, and it's like uh, actual clips.
2: Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Blue 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 do do oh I impressed so much. I was like I was thirteen or fourteen years old like playing this yes. in the back of a tattoo shop yes and people were like dude you know how to play Sublime don't worry about it it's like yeah you know. I learned it because it's like, how'd you learn that? It's like, oh, I just listen to the song uh, a lot. It's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I'm an indoor kid. <laughs> I'm an indoor kid. I'm not really a mud kid. So,
1: a, mud this, kid. a lot of this reminds me of the first time I listened to uh, Gorilla's self-titled. Yeah, dude. Uh, like a lot of the reggae influence for oh, sure. Big time. And um, kind of political statements in the yep. background-ish yeah. kind of coming to the forefront. Uh, and I love, that's one of my favorite albums of all time. And it reminded me uh, totally yeah. of this. Oh, you can see. I bet there was some
0: influence from gorillas, for, or that gorillas took from Sublime. Yeah, from definitely, absolutely. Uh, but let's let's talk about Santeria then, because this is. I looked it up. This is their most popular song. You know, like Spotify or yeah. Apple Music will rank it. This is the song, though, that I can't listen to anymore because of the cover. Because of the cover thing. Like I've played this song, who knows how many times in a band, and every band plays this, and no band plays it correctly. And that is part of the problem is that, oh yeah, I know Santeria, but no one plays it the way it's, it was played on this album, and it bugs me. Yeah, and I and it's very hard for I listened to it in our re listen here, but it, it's very hard for me to be like I want to hear Santeria.
1: Yeah, it's it's it is one of those songs where it is just like oh, it's Santeria, but it's so good though. The melodies in this man are fucking insane, mm-hmm. and he hit and he's. The, I think the reason why I like it so much is because it's not perfect. And it's like he's not—he's almost trying to hit the the notes, and he's qu- not quite getting there, but he
2: is in some pitches. I don't know. I think that's yeah. That's what yeah. I like about it. You know, like it's yeah. like it's it's almost you—you're almost tempted to say something, call it close to lazy. Yeah. but it's not. Yeah, you know, I don't or know. Or he's His even style. like
1: a bad singer too, where it's just like it could be that. Yeah, but I don't think it is. I think it's—I don't know. There's something about it's It seems urgent, like the his performance on the recording right. is everything. Yeah. And, and that's, it's what makes this song for me for sure. I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: it's, it's, there's, it's undeniable. That this is an unbelievably written song. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. But you, to, to, to go off of that, it's like that meme that says, uh, Bradley Noel, I can play the guitar like a motherfucking riot. Bradley Noel proceeds to not play the guitar like a motherfucking <laughs> <laughs> riot. Know, that you know. solo and what I got it's like,
1: yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not yeah. really that good. <laughs> but that's what I love
0: about it, because everyone knows if you if you had to tell someone to say, okay, hey, random person on the street, mouth me a guitar solo, like yeah. <laughs> everyone knows, <laughs> like everyone knows that guitar solo because yeah. it's that iconic. Uh, now you may disagree with me, but. At this point, you've got you've gone six songs, six absolute bangers. Um, the next, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There are seven songs here where I could go without a few of these. It yeah. is not a perfect album. You've got "Seed," which really, really hits the punk ska. Yes, and that's not. I've I've gone on record. That's really not my thing.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a uh, disruptive song to this album.
0: It's short as fuck. Yes. And you, and that's why we wouldn't skip it because it's like, oh, we'll just get through this yeah. song, you know. Uh, but then, I mean, Jailhouse is kind of that. Jailhouse is good, uh, but then Paddle or Pawn Shop is good as well. But that gets a little long. Like that's that's one of those repetitive. This is one of my favorites. Man. I know,
1: and I agree. It's one of the best. It, it gets a little long it's sometimes, like, but it's it's that lull that it puts you in. You know, like it's dangerous going from Santeria's six songs you said yes. into this album. It's dangerous continuing this with seven more tracks. Yes, that is like I said. It's dangerous. It's yeah. Like you know, you're gonna lose somebody quick because it's just to be like, well, what are you gonna do next? Punk th- punk song for three, thirty seconds. Yes. you know, that's that's what keeps me there. That's what keeps me here, man. Like, yeah, and then chilling out and hanging at the pawn shop is such a fun thing it to do. Is. I it's it's such a vibe. I love reggae. I like it's. This is the most like Gorillas uh, self titled. Uh, sounding song on this yeah, album that, to me that dub
0: reggae reggae where it's a slower reggae. A lot of that um, is the way. Yeah, like a lot of
1: uh, uh, <laughs> reverb on the yeah. on the vocals. A lot of reverb on any on yes. everything in, in the track. Yeah, I like it a lot.
2: It, it's uh, this is one of the most uh, like I probably iconic songs to me on the album for for whatever reason because it it just goes like there's no. They 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 just jam this for as long as they want. It seems yep. like it seems like they just it let even them stops go. Stops
0: and then they come back in again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: and I love that. Yeah, I love too. that because I'm like. Oh, okay. Let's see what they did there.
1: They're having fun. Like, yeah. that's, that's to me where it seems like we don't care. We're doing our thing. Yes, we don't care true. if you listen.
2: I feel like it's it, this is where I feel like it gets close to almost like a Beatles session for them in a studio, yeah. you know, that they probably just like looked around at each other and were just like, fuck it. Let's go. Let's, let's, we'll grateful dead this. We can always this. fade it out. <laughs> yeah. We'll just grateful dead this for like, you know, like three minutes, yeah. you know? whatever. Who cares? No, that is that is a really great
0: song. I, I I do think if you're picking maybe a worse one, though, I think it's probably Paddle. Out, the out, one that follows yeah. right after.
1: It's very skippable. Yeah, I, I agree with you.
0: It just, it doesn't fit. Maybe on a different album with more similar songs, it yeah. would work out for me. But it, it feels so out of place in this album. But I do like the ballad of Johnny Butt. Um, we've got. A brand new dance yeah, "We Got the Ova." Over. The bass is playing the the vocal line there. Yep, you hit that one. But then again, you kind of have two non memorable songs in in "Burritos" and "Under My Voodoo." Those are two like, eh, yeah. But then, but then it finishes like any album you ever want. Like if you are about ready to give up, you you are saying, ah, a couple songs. These last four tracks solidify this album for me. I get
1: uh, get ready. Get ready, um that's caress what, that's what you put your caldera on too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, get
0: ready. <laughs> uh, get ready, uh, caress me down, what I got reprise and, and doing time. I think doing time's my number one. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is about doing time, but like I think that's
1: my jam, and it's so weird that it's the last song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very rare that a last song in an album's your favorite. It's true because usually even like they, they don't want to put I mean, it's subjective, obviously, but people don't know what they're going to like, but you know, knowing I'm sure they know what they had with this song. They do, you know, and putting it last is just like putting it last in a, in a set, you know? Yeah,
0: that's true. That's, this is our song. Yeah.
1: And with that, go out,
0: go out with a banger every time. Yeah. Ca- Caress Me Down's got that mucho gusto. Me amo, yeah. Caress Me Down
2: is probably, was probably going to be up there like in a top, top tier for me on this yes. album for sure. Um, Again, just more bass that I, I've, I love. I listen to Sublime for the bass guitar. Yes. that's that's honestly what I listen to mm. it for. And and there's it's very there's very few times where it's ever not a backbone like driving force of this band. I'll be on, like of this album, um, "Caress Me Down" is one of those is one of those places. Um, but I think I think you're right. I think doing time is probably the only way that this album could have ended. Yep. Yeah.
0: And and the interesting thing about the the drums and bass and vocals, run this album. The guitar is very non memorable, mm-hmm. and it, as it is in many reggae instances, sky, kind of sky is
1: just,
0: <laughs> <laughs> which is fine because also if you talk about a lot of the the masters out there that you're like how the <laughs> fuck do they play and sing at the same mm-hmm. time. Uh, a John Mayer, uh, Dave Matthews, where you're like you're playing that and singing over the top of that. There are many in- instances on this album where you're like, how are you doing that? Yeah, how are you keeping that that offbeat rhythm going while you're doing these crazy vocal
1: inflections? Yeah, and it's stuff? on the end every time, and that's got to be like, I mean, I'm sure you get used. To yeah, that, definitely, I guess, I mean, but Practice with everything is is you'll nail it, but still, yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's it, I I do what I want to say too like the kind of in between songs kind of uh almost like jerky boys esque kind of fucking around yep. and shit you know and then you have obviously that the serious stuff with the uh my, the Miami track yep. the date I like that I I like albums like I said where it seems like they're having fun and you can tell, you can kind of tell on this album. You know, maybe a little too much. A little too much. Yeah. Like, I mean, these guys just say signed to a major label, and they, they're with a huge producer in fucking Austin, Texas, and they got their dog, Lou Dog, who's probably seeing shit because he's second hand high the whole time. You know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It. it, it this. This album's a, a fucking vibe.
2: It's. It's one of the. It's one of the things that these guys. This was the. This was the epitome of i don't know there's several bands that you can think of one is like sublime the other ones would be like green day and then there'd be like um i'm trying to think well just go off of those two for right now but it's the idea of like we're just gonna do it our way and whether or not we get picked up fuck it yeah you know what i mean we're gonna make music Mm -hmm. and we're gonna go play that music and They they're in the right place. Whereas like Green Day, you hear like they got in their van and they just went and asked places asked to play at places Uh like that night, tomorrow, whenever. Can we play? And they would drive around and do that. And Sublime was in this very same vein, but they were this DIY idea that they decided, well, we don't have a label, let's just create our own Skunk Records. And then they they create their own. They're putting out their own music. They're recording it themselves, and they're DIYing this till they die. And that's like the OGs, man, completely OG about this. Like, and it's very endearing, but they were just this. Somehow, it still comes back to this right place, right time uh, sort of situation.
1: And doing it for yourself mentality, you know, do, doing it like you said, doing it for yourself and fuck everybody else. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care if anybody likes this shit. I'm, I'm going to do it because I like it. Yeah, that's how you should do everything in art,
0: and that shines through too. Like if if you have that mentality of you're just making something to be cool not because you're trying to follow a trend and and, and let's say you're actually good at that yeah. that will always shine through people right? can smell that <clears throat> but some and sometimes unfortunately it doesn't happen right away sometimes it's it's decades later, sure. people are like, like refused Yeah, uh, shape, of punk, shape of punk to come. You're like, what? Yeah. Like they were already yeah. dead. Like the ban was over before people said, excuse me, what Wait, is this? That was ahead of its time. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you're too good at being ahead of your time yeah. to where people finally come around on it. But I do think, I think who knows what Sublime would have done beyond this. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if th- this would have been a pinnacle and then that just... Much like uh, Nirvana or something where yeah. it's just like you just can't
1: you can't tell. You
2: can't we say, can't we
0: can't go any further than this.
2: We're yeah. just gonna kinda whatever. But yeah, I mean that is another example of that of they're just they do it for themselves and it's I don't know. You know, who's to say that things would have gotten better, yeah. you know, had they had they done more.
0: All I know is we would all had a chance to probably see them live. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right when this album came out and right. that would have
1: been <laughs> fucking awesome.
2: Yeah. I agree. Yeah, well, the,
1: they, they would have been on uh, Woodstock 99. And oh, shit. They totally would have, they would have been. They would have been and part of that story, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> totally
0: maybe, been there. Maybe. Maybe they would have helped bring that testosterone level <laughs> yeah, down maybe. a little bit. Yeah, maybe. That'd be nice. <laughs> make, make people smoke more weed. But the one interesting thing I did think about this album was that um, back in the day, you never really, like, I don't know. I guess I never... If an album was so good that you were front to back, you never really... Remembered track numbers or track names? <laughs> yeah, because you just kind of put it in. When I was doing, when I was re-listening to this, like, what the fuck song names are these? Same yeah. in the end. Same. Oh, you mean? Oh, you mean Down in Mississippi? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> J, uh, p- uh, paddle out burritos. Burritos under my, under my voodoo. I was like. I don't know any of these seed. I don't know any of these songs. because yeah. You just
2: played it. Yeah. You, you never but, knew that. And the moment you hit wait, what is that song? That's why okay. Because that's why I was like going back and I was like listening to yeah. each one. All I needed I was about remember. I needed about eight seconds of each song. I was like, okay, cool. Oh yeah, duh. That's yeah. it. I know that song. <laughs> but now. if you talk about some but albums, you can't tell
0: me the title. And you say what what track is your favorite song? I'd say, Oh, it's number seven and it's this. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what any of these track numbers are on this album. Such a weird phenomenon. Having <laughs> me
1: on uh System of a Down toxicity You're like, i'm like i have no idea i don't know yeah.
0: what's the name of that song i don't know it's called
1: ariel's deer yeah. dance what that's what it was called something like that <laughs> oh you mean track seven yeah yeah, the, yeah, the one that's, that's, yeah that's one i like i like that
0: one <laughs> that's what i like oh man well we hope you uh, enjoy this like if you think you want to hear us talk more about music uh let us know some more albums that you would like us to talk about i think that'd be pretty cool yeah hit us Definitely. up with that
1: i give this album a 7.3
0: so, oh, we are
1: rating it. Uh, no, yeah. no, ratings. We have yet. to Fantano yeah. it. No,
0: yeah, no, no ratings yet. We're not. We're not going to go that deep, but we <laughs> might someday. Is what maybe. we're trying to say. And I was gonna. I'm sorry. I was gonna play a voicemail, uh, but I can't because the thing doesn't work. Um, it doesn't work. Yeah. So maybe put it in posthumously. Yeah. Here's what we'll do. We'll say, we'll say, and that's gonna be it for us. And
1: uh, here's today's great voicemail. And then let's react to it
0: here actually oh wow actually nice, i could play it for you real quick if you want to hear it god that's uh, we just know we just won't do that yeah it's fine we'll just cut this whole thing out <laughs> well that's gonna be it for us we love you so much thanks for joining us for brunch i believe you're about to hear duel nice. uh, in a couple days here we're still thick in the summer of 70s so please enjoy
1: thick. love you thank you so much goodbye